All right, Don't start it like this through. week. No, <laughs> this is how it starts. You know this is how it has to start because if people are watching this regularly, then they're getting used to me going, are we live? Are we not live? Yeah, we are. Like, it is coming through now. Cool. So I've got better. We are live on YouTube. Hello and welcome to Josh and Kate show. This is episode six. I will be Josh. Kate will be Kate. And yeah, welcome to the show. Kate, how are you doing? It's very poetic. I'm Josh and I'll be Josh and Kate will be Kate. I feel like it needs to, I don't know, it's poetic. So I'm, okay. I'm, I'm good. I'm good today. I'm good today. I've done all <laughs> of the things that I usually do on a Tuesday. And so life is great. I'm editing a video. I'm talking to you. Good. Thinking about cabinets. Yeah. Kate's made a table, everybody. I made Check a table. Instagram. It's fucking lit. It's just got needs some finishing touches, and then I'm going to be building a shelving unit and a cabinet. Easy game, Kate. The uh, Kate's also writing a play at the moment. She's in the interlude for her play. I am. And, uh, we're excited to read that, aren't we? Yeah, I don't. Know. It's something I'm very nervous about, and it's because of the. Because it's funny to me that, you know, in online coaching, what the sphere we're in right now or online entrepreneurship in general, and it's like the knowledge economy that Joshua talks about. And so it's like, oh, most people write books about this certain area of knowledge that they have and they write their ebooks and they use it as this bait be like i wrote this year ebook you want to work with me basically you're like oh yeah, yeah. free thing so then you want to pay me later it's bait and i'm thinking about bang, bang. how a lot of people that's what they write is those types of books and i'm writing something that's like <laughs> borderline it's porn yeah it's porn and but it's like a it's a good story it's so, some aspects about my life are true in it. Some aspects are not. It's like an exp- it's about like the young 20s a little bit for me and like the way that I've seen it and the way I've experienced it and the way that I can see other people experiencing it and the possibilities. And I don't know, I feel like it's a very modern take on like the 20s. And so it's interesting for me to be doing that and thinking like, oh, my God, what? why? Why am I? thinking of this type of book but I've already talked with Joshua about it and this idea that isn't it interesting I I know that we talked about like sexual things last week but you know sex is life I'm sorry guys you know there's sexual topics all the time and sex makes life so we're going to talk about sexual sexual things in this podcast so if that makes you uncomfortable then I don't know what you want me to do about it but if I'm uncomfortable just quit. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Do you want to quit? No, I'm I'm literally joking. Carry on. Oh, I was just thinking about how interesting it is for me to be writing out how I picture sex. Like if I visualize sex, like if I'm visualizing a sex scene in my mind to be able to translate that and be like, is that how everyone views it? Like would everyone make the same progression as they were pursuing a man or writing what a man would do to them or what they would do as a woman to them like the way that I make sex scenes in my mind and I write them down 
how would that make someone else feel and is it how they see it and how would they write a sex scene i don't know it kind of is an interesting thing to think about yeah. i don't things i that, think that, about <laughs> yeah i just think that that could be applied for anything though that could be like like that's what the beauty of writing is it's like the rawest form of the expression and it leaves the imagination to do as the imagination pleases mm. so like i think you could apply that you know to anything and that's why uh sometimes somebody will read something and it will change their life and then other times they'll read it and be like oh, well boring that mm. it's because it's like their brain didn't go through the same order as the writer that makes sense it's just a lot of people don't write erotic novels so maybe i need to to go read some erotica and maybe i'll understand a little bit more about how mine compares (laughs) yeah well obviously and then again it's going to be in like the writer's style isn't it because it's going to be again be on a scale of like and then he bent her over and slapped her well hard like that's going to be one rhetoric of people (laughs) but then that's going to be like you know um not other people will explain it in that like very basic caveman-esque way and I think the reason that you like to do it is because you just really like writing graphic things (laughs) and maybe yeah I think it is but I think it's it's good and I've read the first what 10 chapters and I thought it was very very good and obviously I'd be biased but I'm actually not biased really because I just tell you if your stuff's shit really don't I you tell me when I'm acting like shit (laughs) yeah and I, yeah, that is true. When I'm creating, it's kind of like, oh, she's okay. She's doing good, you know. And you've told me before if you don't like my content that I make, but and I stand by it anyway. So it's yeah, whatever. and so you should because it's yeah. only my opinion. I'm not the bloody. I'm not always right. Far from. Well, you're it. writing. Just... You're you're writing your own book, huh? I'm trying. So... I'm getting there. Don't put all the pressure on me. You're writing one. So what do you you want to tell them about your book, huh? Yeah, I suppose I can do, yeah. So basically what my book is trying to be is a a manual, kind of like a field manual for overcoming the creative resistance that I think every new creator slash anybody that's trying to really do what they love in life feels like, and that feeling will differ for everybody, a lack of confidence, worry, fear. That's like the basics of it, but then there's like layers to this game and like... I can touch on pretty much any story, but it always exists. This like resistance, this battle's always going on. And I feel like over the last three to four months, especially I've really faced those battles more than I ever have over the last three or four years. And that's very, I think that's very common for people coming out of their twenties to do that because that's the transitional period almost. So I don't think I'm like unique in this way. And if you look back, a lot of people go through the same sort of process, but I think it could help other people go through at any time because I do believe that. And the reason I'm writing it is because I think that force that holds people back is the causer of all pain. (laughs) I I do believe that because if you can express yourself and do what you want, create what you want, get paid for it, build that life that you Mm -hmm. really desire. Well, that is what life is all about in my opinion. So if there's anything holding you back from that, that's the archetypal, devil and if you can outwit the devil like napoleon hill spoke about when he started to that's what that book's about there's loads of stuff about this i'm not unique in this thought process but 
if I could offer my manual, how I've got through my kind of things and offer some insight from that and what I've helped people with coaching with and all the people I've met around the world share very similar patterns and now obviously connected to other creators who I talk to and pick their brains about this. So that's kind of what I'm writing about. And it's that process in itself. I have to do the material I'm putting in it to get that process written down. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense? Yeah. So that's why it's a manual. And I think that's why I'm very, I don't care if nobody else ever reads it. I need to do it for me. I'm going to read it. Yeah. I got one reader. I um you brought up an interesting topic though in my mind you like triggered me on something because I've been looking into a lot of uh cancel culture recently and the idea that people are trying to dictate the freedom of speech on the internet and I I don't know I think that's no bueno I don't think that um they should have the right to cancel people and because it's making people already afraid to say things, mm-hmm. even if it's a joke. You know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I What do you think about cancel culture? Uh, yeah, shit and shout out to my boy Dylan W. Joseph, who had his 10K Instagram account taken down full time the other day. Gone. See? And I mean... And just touching on that, and we want to bring Dylan on this show at some point. His views, I don't agree with all of what he's saying by any means. But I agree on. with a lot of it, but I can't believe that that's been taken off. The fact Who that reported that reported him? Of... Did someone report him? Like, how did they find that? Oh my Who gosh. Knows? We need to get him on this podcast. I need to hear about what happened because that just hits so close to home all of a sudden. Because I want to be able to talk about the things that I want to talk about. And I know that. I share my opinions on here and my perspectives on here. They're never facts. And I never want you to take what I say as facts, just my perspectives on things and what I'm hearing. But how are we supposed to evolve and say things if we don't, you know, like have a platform to do so? They can't, so they just quiet us and we have to like move on happily, which mm-hmm. I think is interesting because it's like, I feel like with, I know I talk about Joe Rogan every single podcast, but every you know, podcast, would it be the yeah. Kate and show? Would it be the Josh and Kate show if Kate didn't talk about Joe Rogan? I don't know, but he's bold. He, I know he's bold, and like some people, people have said that he has a capability of being canceled, but I feel like he's got like a safety net with Spotify. I feel like Spotify took him to protect him and save him in a certain way for some reason almost because if he stayed on YouTube alone and he continued to be this guy maybe it wouldn't have worked out for him anymore maybe he would have gotten canceled by people um, because I feel like YouTube's more willing to cancel people than Spotify but maybe I'm wrong I just think it's the remnants it will soon be the remnants of a an old way of living life because like you can't keep doing it forever until something evolves outside of it so for example all those platforms are just technologies they don't like it's not like they are a law or a, a natural entity they're gonna they can be replaced they can be deleted so as technology moves on and more specifically blockchain technology blockchain technology has the ability to host sensor-free content that nobody owns. It's decentralized. 
it's fucking incredible. That's basically blockchain is what what cryptocurrency is based on. But it doesn't just have to be crypto. It can be information, video, streaming, everything that we see today can be real, basically re-uploaded on the blockchain. So as that grows in popularity, people will get that back and those old remnants will just be artifacts that we look back on. That's what I think will happen. If they don't adjust, that's what will happen because you can't keep so many people quiet without there eventually being a, you know what, we're going to go and do our own thing elsewhere and then there's a, a revolution and then it changes. Mm. So I don't worry about it. I just think that I even think now, like, and I've spoke about this quite a lot that I already feel that I'm like outside of like a, not a conspiracy theorist by any means, but just like in a different reality to the regular world, kind of like a, an outside group as it were that functions within the bigger group, but they do their own thing, you know, and loads of my friends think the same way as me. Kate, you're outside of it. You know, most people I do business with all the poker players in my academy want to be outside of it. So there's, a, there's loads of those people. And as they get more and more successful, and that's part of the mission that I'm trying to do as well is like help people succeed outside on their own, make themselves sufficient, give them the power back. The old system just stops it becomes a remnant that's how a new society is born mm. so it's kind of like all tied together and then a lot of these uh concepts are everything i'm doing is part of that vision so that's like the broad vision for me it's a bit fucking wacky but that's why i have the space background i've realized because i just like to talk like shit yeah i know i get it and i feel like it's a matter of you're either accepting everything that you're seeing or you're critically thinking about everything that you see that's where i feel like it is the line is drawn because if you're just accepting everything as it is then you just live within that and it is what it is but if you're critically thinking about every aspect of your life and other people's lives and our systems and our um, platforms and everything like that then you're more willing to be like what is going on here where do I stand on this what do I know what don't I know and where is this gray area how can I find answers to clarify what's going on and where do I stand on this um, I think that's very important for us and I think anyone that is listening to us thinks critically about what's going on and we encourage that you know like I said we, I don't we never say we have answers to things. We just think critically about things and be like, why is it this way? What is going mm -hmm. on here? What are the ramp what are the repercussions for the way that people are acting and this is how this is working and so on and so forth. Yeah. And critical thought is the exact words that like I would highly encourage people to use and think critically about everything that you hear. Like, mm -hmm. don't I, I don't want people to just listen to me and be like, oh, well, Josh says this and I'll just do this. I don't ever want to be that guy, you know, like I like being a leader in my own realm of things, but I like to, my leadership style is to just let empower other people to follow a collective mission. That's how I do it. It's a very powerful way and other people do that too. But if you, as Kate said, like just thinking critically is such a skill that has been lost. You know, people just literally don't even think one or two layers deeper than they're told to think. Mm -hmm. And I look at all, I yes. look at everything through a critical lens. And it's like when you start to look through everything at a critical lens, unfortunately, you're going to get people be like, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. You're this and then you're that. And you're like, well, 
not really because I, I don't have any theory. I'm just like, oh, that's really interesting how that happens. They also do that and that also happens. And this is allowed and this encourages this behavior. Like, why is that a thing? You know, mm -hmm. like it, the easiest one in the world is like, why is alcohol so much so easily accessible across the globe? It's cheap. It's everywhere. And it's terrible for you. There's no good parts to it other than, you know, a glass of red wine here and there is nice. It's a relaxant. Drunk sex is good. Drunk nights out of fun. But for the most part, it's way worse than it is good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just allowed to be everywhere. Whereas you've got other substances that have proven medical benefits right. in that science world. That I Again, that's only a belief system, but it's proven in that world. Why did it? Why did CBD only just become legal in 2017 in the UK or 2018? It's like, what? I wonder why that is. And if you if you can't think critically about issues like that, then you'll always just be on the receiving end of somebody else's plan. It doesn't matter because that's just how. And it, that plan doesn't have to be devious, but it is somebody else's plan. You're not going to ever stand on your own two feet. So, critical thinking, if you want to be kind of sovereign is absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. I think it's just about like the way, how long the story has been in, engraved and how long it takes you to find a different story to describe the same thing. It's mm -hmm. like, if you always hear this one story about weed, but then you're finally introduced to a new idea about weed or mushrooms or um, alcohol or anything else like that, then you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> What is going on here, actually? Um, but you're right. I was having this 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 is just like an example of this critical thinking that I found myself being like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Like there's this idea of a real ID in America where a, a, on top of your driver's license, you need to like a driver's license no longer is good. A regular state ID is no longer good. Like that doesn't Aww. that's yeah. So people have birth certificates, they have social security numbers, they have driver's license and they have state IDs if they want to. But all of these aren't sufficient for the US government. Now you need to go back to the government and get a real ID and you need to bring your original documents, your original birth certificate, your original passport. You need to have proof of residency in like three different ways that you live in the state. It's something where it's required now. And if you don't have your real ID, you won't be able to fly by a certain year. So you won't be able to get on an airplane if you don't have your real ID um, at a certain point in America. And I found out about the real ID when I was living in California, and I didn't think that other states had it. I wasn't introduced to it. But when I went to California, they were like, oh, well, you're going to need a real ID by 2023 or you won't be able to fly anymore. And it's this big initiative when you go to the DMV, Department of Motor Vehicles, to get your real ID. And so when I was living in California, I was like, oh, obviously, they're just doing this to cut down on illegal immigrants. You know, it's like if you don't have all your paperwork, then we're automatically going to catch you. It's like a way it's like a new system that they're putting in place to track you. And, you know, it's just another thing for busy work almost because it's like, oh, we as humans need to solidify ourselves within the government. So we have to go to the DMV, sit there for an entire day, get our systems or whatever. And. I found out when I moved to Indiana that I have to get a real ID too, and it happened automatically. But I asked my mom, I was like, why do you think that they're letting, why do you think that these real IDs are required? And she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, why is the government all of a sudden being like, oh, you need a real ID? And she's like, I don't know. I was like, you haven't thought about this once? And she was like, no. 
she's like I don't really know and so I like started talking to her about all my ideas about it and she's like okay and I was like this is weird <laughs> I was like you haven't thought about this once you just accept the fact that the government's like oh yep you have to get this now this is just the new thing and then you're like okay this is the new thing and then you move on but then it's like no why are they doing this why is why are we just going along with this it just doesn't make sense to me yeah, it's uh, it's really bizarre because obviously there will be, you know, like I can think of some pro arguments for having that, you know, like it'd be easy to manage resources, be easy to understand like where people are and what they need and keep people in that way, like better off. And then I could also think of like, it's probably better for crime, probably reduces crime rate if you're trackable. You know, I'm just thinking of these ideas that obviously somebody else and they without a doubt exist, there will be benefits but for me, I struggle to understand the no choice in it. I think that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That you, yeah, yeah, you don't. There's no way you can go anymore where you can. Cho- there's no society where you can choose how you live. Really, everything's trying to become so much more controlled. Like China is controlled. Everything there is super dialed in. England is like getting that way. We we're looking like it's going to be a medical passport type thing for the coronavirus, where we have to have this passport to tell people if we've been tested and when. And I'm like, this is so weird. It's so like uh, dystopian. And I understand some of the pro comp uh, arguments. I do without a doubt, but at the same time, it's weird. And what's weirder is that if you give any resistance or any like hang on a minute what's going on here you're immediately outcast into this group mm-hmm. of weirdos of these like conspiracy weirdo tinfoil hat people and it's like i'm not sure about that because like i'm just being objectively like thinking here you know like, why that is weird and it's like i don't know i think it, i don't think i it think can it last is forever because it's like how many other problems have we had in america and in the human history of diseases but all of a sudden covid's the one that's just gonna shut us all down and make us have certain certificates saying that we have this disease or not it's like a way to separate us almost as individuals like i went but and like the whole idea of going along with it i wanted to touch on to it i was with my parents yesterday and they were saying how in michigan if you go off to eat you have to show your id And you have to get your you have to record your phone number and your email if you want to enter a restaurant. So you can't go and do that in the UK for the whole time. What? That is the the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I don't want to give you my name and my phone number. There's an app here that with and everywhere you go, there's a QR code. And you're supposed to take a picture and log in where you're at. And then if somebody around you gets a message, you and obviously it's a fucking ridiculously faulty system. People get delayed texts and stuff, and it's like, wow. Like, I don't, I, I personally don't partake in that. I just, it's not how I live my life. But how long before I have to, you know, like how long before I literally will not be allowed out by choice unless I it's do like, all of those things? It's so bizarre. Here. I'm so but at the same time, all of this, but it's I like, am, but- okay, but what is the big deal? It's like, oh, well, you have to track it to this person and that person, this person, this is, it's like, what's the point of having all this accountability and knowing where you got it from where I don't know. Like I get it. People are terrified, but so what extent do you need to know the unknown that, you know, you're sick? Move on. Yeah. And that's, it's like, um, 
it's just the same thing we talk about a lot is it's a very sanitized society that we live in literally like no everybody wants everything comfortable and perfect and like yeah same day delivery and like fast and efficient and quick that's just that's human nature to for a large degree especially since the industrial revolution and i don't want like i, I can see how quickly that this can turn into a doom and gloom and if you watch some people's podcasts it's all like, oh my god, they're controlling us, and oh, they're going to steal our I'm information. I'm not trying to be no, gloomy. But, Sorry, guys. I know, but that's what <laughs> that's what I felt like as you were going on. I was like, I do understand why you're saying that, and saying you're worried <laughs> and stuff. But at the same time, it is a real thing that's happening. But also, it doesn't have to be that big of a thing unless you allow it to. Like in your actual day to day reality, how much is going to change? You know, right. and like you can paint all of these futures about them having your information and this and that and da 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 da, but day to day if it isn't going to affect you that much i just don't see the need to waste energy on it and just like go forward in your own thing because again it's like everything we see is only a society isn't just how it has to be and i but keep at saying the same that time, it's true it's... but at the same time it's like if you're not being a leader away from that then and you're not being conscious of it, all of a sudden you're just going to show up one day out in public and realize that there's these new laws that are required that you're just like, what just happened? I thought I could avoid this and all of a sudden it's mandatory. So if you're not like an active leader against what you don't believe in, then you're just another compliant person to just be like, oh, well, it eventually happened. It's like, it's like, is there yeah, no stopping the train forward? It's like, is it a train and we might as well just jump out of the train and you know when we have to get that but that's i understand what you're saying but but that's with that's um i i I do understand what you're saying but it's kind of like based on the belief that this isn't actually over arch isn't actually more positive even if you don't believe it is that's the thing it's like even though you may believe that you want to keep your and again, I'm not talking for me. I'm just offering a different perspective of like, you, if you believe that all of that stuff happening is really bad, that's okay. But if their their beliefs don't always require you to believe their no, beliefs. No, I know. I know. And so, everyone has their own map and everyone, yeah. there's different ways to view what's going on. Yeah. And I'm not trying to say that everything is bad and be negative because I have a firm belief that if you're going to complain about something then you have to have a solution and for me it's like I'm not trying to complain without having a solution my only solution is having a podcast to be able to openly talk about these things to see if you know the silent majority towards some of these things is willing to be like oh Kate and Josh believe this then it's safe for me to believe this. It's okay for yeah, me to yeah. believe this. You know, it's kind of like one of those things where um, I find here in modern day, we're very quick to judge leaders and complain about leaders and hate on leaders without stepping back and being like, how am I a leader for other people? How am I being a leader? How am I acting as one? Am I even a leader in any sense to have the right to make fun of another leader? Because I don't think there's that accountability a lot within our culture anymore of people stepping up to be leaders that they want to be, but being quick to judge other leaders. And so I'm not perfect as someone that I think of as a leader by any means. I say and do things that, you know, 
most people wouldn't associate with being a leader but I think that with me being able to say these things out loud it's kind of like my way of leading things in a if it's not always positive then I apologize no it it just doesn't uh you can't quantify that because what you're basically saying is that you're just the leader of you which is what some people are not the leader of themselves and that's the only person you can ever really lead Uh, yeah there's going to be people follow you from time to time but not for the only person that you can lead really is yourself and if you're leading yourself then good for you like wherever that path is taking you you know and and if you walk in that path you're not going to be the person that's judging other people because you'll Mm -hmm. realize almost immediately how difficult it is to do all of the things it requires to even become a leader in any regard yeah and like i do that's not to say that i i think a lot of the the way people become especially elected officials like this the the system that gets them there is not my like i don't like that style of like um it's not instinctive to me it's not like a tribal thing it's more of a weirdo go through these hoops say these right things over here go to this school get this award and then you can lead these people that you know nothing about that's weird to me that's why i don't follow these leaders but i'd still you know given whatever it's up to that given their dues where where they are due but leadership will naturally occur between humans when it really needs to anyway because we're tribe animals so you'll see this in all structures across you know, any workplace, any sports team, there's always a hierarchy. It's just what humans do. And everybody like finds their water always finds its level. And so do humans. And you can go up, you can go down depending on which circle you're in kind of thing. So unless you're just to summarize all that up, hopefully is that the goal really is to just learn how to lead your own life as you want to lead your own life. I agree. And you reminded me of a very important aspect of that. A lot of the people that are in leadership now are because they wanted to play the popularity contest. Yeah. Because you think, because I, you think about the people that I always think about heroes and those that like leaders and heroes are like the ones that are willing to sacrifice their life. And so like, I think I usually think of like the people in the military and like, their abilities to step into leadership quite quickly knowing what it requires to lead other men and um, the aspects around that and a lot of the men that are good men within the military and and good leaders end up being quiet for the rest of their lives instead of stepping up into leadership in political senses because that's a different game which it shouldn't be it should be the same game you know it's yeah like have you have you ever watched um uh, uh what's it called where the the capitol building gets blown up the uh, designated survivor i have not seen that no it's basically it's american and the capitol building gets blown up with every elected official inside they all die so then it gets the, the presidency gets handed to what's called a designated survivor that's a real thing that every time there's an event each party, I think it's just Democrats and Republicans, they elect a member to be the designated survivor that's away, that can't be killed in the same event. And it's just this guy taking over presidency. And what he's basically portraying is that how like 
this their your political system as too. It is just a game, mm-hmm. and like they call it playing politics. And then when you see this show, it's obviously not hundred percent accurate. But this the president's just trying to do like the obvious good thing to do. Like it's so obvious that he's making these choices, and every time he does it, he gets met with like mass resistance from this like weird political. Oh my! You need all these things, and da 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 da, and they stop actions that are so obviously true, and it's weird to see in like a show because you're like, well, that's obviously happening in real life to a certain extent. Yeah, and it is a game, and it's like they're playing a game because because you got to think right that all of those people they they still just go home, they they still have like a life, they still have a dog to walk. It's just that it, it like they're they're still playing their own game of life. But the out, but they get to influence everybody in that one area. It's super weird. Like it is really weird how much oversight they have, and you're like, wow, like that's just a guy, you know, or that's just a woman that's that's in those roles. It's very bizarre when you start to see it through that lens of like, oh shit, like this guy gets up, goes to work, and controls an entire country. Like, what is that like? That's so weird. But it's the idea of the social circle. If they know how to get into that social circle and they know how to act and speak and do that, then they're automatically in. But if like that's why it's weird. I know it's weird, but that's our that's just humans. And that's why the election went exactly how it went in America. That's why Biden won. It was because it was a whole social circle of people that were afraid to speak out against biden because that meant they were automatically supporters of trump and if they were supporters of trump in their social circle then they would have been abandoned they would have been like you're dumb you know there was no speaking out against biden whatsoever and so everyone just kind of like hopped on the bandwagon and elected him you couldn't say anything it's bizarre you couldn't say anything in journalism you couldn't say anything to your friends you couldn't do and then all of a sudden everyone's just okay with it and like celebrating it and i'm like this just feels weird it doesn't feel legit i felt like you know like as you say being on the outside of things i felt like i was on the outside watching and being like what the fuck just happened (laughs) it was yeah it's it's crazy i know people in england that took time off work to watch the u.s election it's like what's going on here it's just literally a reality tv show but in real life but also not in real life <laughs> it's weird it's, it's one of the strangest things that we do as humans is that whole like electoral process you know most other animals just literally fight and because we don't fight for it anymore like i've heard a couple of things like obviously way back in uh tribal times it would have been a fight between leaders especially male leaders that would have been a fight a lot and really from that a fight point to, to the now, death <laughs> yeah and like even American presidents have had a uh, duels for the presidency. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that's happened once. Probably. <laughs> yeah, where they literally duelled. Um, but from those times to where we are now, we've created what's probably the furthest away from that scale, furthest away on a scale, a system that stops the fight. It's weird, man. It's like. Do you see what I mean? This whole thing. Yeah, instead of it being a fight that, between like, wow. them, it's like a fight between the people. They turn the people against each other and make it a fight with the people instead of fight with each other. Like with each other, it's like not it's such really a big weird. deal. But with the people, they're starting fucking wars with each other and wanting to kill each other based on certain beliefs. Mm. And I'm sure it was probably like that before. Is like there's always been this split and this divide. But 
we know for a fact that with social media, it's becoming worse because we're so deep into our own little social algorithm bubbles that we can't echo chamber. Yeah, echo chambers that there's no way to hear anything outside of it, which is also, again, why things have gone in the direction that they've gone in now. And um, I don't know how we go from here, but it's okay. Because I, in my little corner of the world, am just writing an erotica um, novel and making furniture and hoping that things, I can just continue my life despite the reality television show that seems to impact every single other person every day. (laughs) But it doesn't, I I see what you mean. Firstly, this has been a very heavy episode. I didn't mean it for it to be. I didn't mean this to happen. It's been like, whoa, we've talked about some fucking... I don't even know what we've talked about. It's been crazy. But I always just bring it back to like the right here and now. And if you focus on that and you look after yourself, it will always be okay, I think. I'm not a believer in the end of the world kind of guy. I don't believe that. I don't believe in the end of the world. I'm not not, uh, saying you did. You always take. You always think I'm talking about you when I offer anything. I'm, I'm not that. I'm like, no, no, I'm not saying you are. Um, so let's leave on a positive note, Kate. What um, what good things do you want to share before we go? Okay, on a positive note. Well, I mean, you tell me something. I feel like I've talked way too much this entire show. See, that's the problem with me getting into these topics. It's just like I have to feel like I have to talk about them. But I want to hear what you want to talk about. What good happened to you over the next um, last few days? I've definitely turned a corner in my ability to create things and not feel bad about myself, which is good. good. Yeah. And I want I want other people to experience that as well. Like even mm-hmm. when it kind of goes a little bit mad, like this episode's been a bit crazy. I don't feel I'm like oh it just happened it was just a thing just see what I mean and it's kind of like uh, if you can train yourself to be detached from the outcome. I know it's like super YouTube fucking uh, self helpy detach from the outcome and follow the process like that's super cheesy but it is actually true. It is true because if you think about it, what this is episode six and podcasts that define history are in the thousands. It's like, wow, one episode is going to, you know, tell me more about that. What do you mean? Podcasts that changed what? What did you say? Podcasts that make history are in the thousands. Podcasts that make history are in the thousands. That's That's fucking very insightful. It's true. Like when I see people's podcasts and they're in the hundreds already, I'm like, I haven't been there yet. (laughs) I'm not there. I'm I mean, I've got a a couple hundred Instagram posts, but podcasts in the hundreds. I need to get I need to get going. I need to move this forward. You know, And it's like and if I just judge myself every single episode too heavily, I'm never going to get there. You know, I just be myself and know that I'm impacting one person and carry on. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's funny because I was talking to Craig last night. That's another good thing that happened to me. I had a podcast with my friend Craig last night. Mm-hmm. And we were just talking about like things that we've like learned over the last few years of working online and stuff. And 
he he and I were talking about how it's really difficult to just keep doing something. And we kind of like, even though we say we're not, we're so heavily influenced by how the world operates mainly to do with the dopamine receptors, I believe, but how instant pa, 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 and quick things are like, it's, you have to unplug. And this is what I've literally learned to take three and a half years, maybe longer than that to learn to unwire those beliefs and truly believe in the process and truly believe in long-term and have faith in that. Because I always look at my tendencies and I'm like, I want it so fast. I want it all the time. And if I don't get like direct results every single day, I'm like, oh, well, fucking I'll on to the next thing, find the next one. And that is something I've picked up along the way because I've not always been like that. I used to do like much longer projects and like big pieces of work. And I did my dissertation at uni, which I thought at the time was like nothing. I was like, oh, it's fucking my dissertation. Everybody does one. But if you think about it, that I think mine was like, 50,000 words or something mm-hmm. it was like thick and chunky and I'm like since then I've not published anywhere anything anywhere near as impactful or long as that and I'm like man that's crazy when you think about it that everybody leaves university and nobody replicates that because they can't unplug not everyone to... no, gotcha. yes not <laughs> gotcha yeah not everybody but I'd say 98 percent at least <laughs> uh... don't go on to publish more work or do any body of work as big as that, which is crazy. It is so really weird to think about. When I realized that, I was just like, right, I'm just going to commit to the projects that I'm doing yeah. more and double down on them and not just give up. Just keep. <laughs> That's because a lot of people's long-term commitments are binge-watching <laughs> yeah. shows. Get the show. Because it's passive. Me. It's passive. Come in me. To be active in life is fucking irritating. I understand why people are passive. Being active is exhausting, but it's a way that I don't know how else to live now. So I'm grateful. We're also for not that. wired to be active. That's what you got to remember. That's oh, one yeah, of the we're key not. things. You're we're right. The calorie thing. Yeah, we're trying to save calories. That's the first chapter in my book, Kate. Ooh, that's a good one. Because you are overcoming that all of the time. Every time that you like, it's the same when you go to work out, your body is like, why? (laughs) Why would we do that? You know, there's a part of your body that's like, oh my God, I need that. But then there's another part of you like brain that's just like, why? Why not just sit sit here and eat all of those calories Mm -hmm. and stay safe and survive? And you have to be like, hear that and be like, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. I don't want to survive. I want to go and thrive. And then it's a completely different approach to life. It's so weird, though, that it's like that because it's like when I think about my cat, he doesn't do that. He's just like, of course he does. Literally, think about any animal. He loves going outside, though. but, But as soon as he's got enough food and he's got his needs met, he'll just sleep. That's what all predators do. True or true? It's true. It's true. Every animal does it. It's like sheep, all they do all day is eat because that's what they have to do to survive. If they didn't, they'd be asleep. <laughs> but humans just complicate survival way more. Yeah, and that's why crazy. I want to close this out talking about my new service if we can, because I'm going to be really. One minute, one minute oh, 20 never mind. left. Never mind. 
I, I'm coming out with a service next Monday, so I'll talk about it next week. Okay, yeah, that'll be good. We can talk about it next week. Service. We'll talk. So stay tuned for next week, and I'll talk about it for a little bit, friends that watched this far. Yeah, if you've watched this far, we appreciate you being here. This has been episode six, and we're definitely going to do loads more. I think we're going to yeah. up the frequency to more than once a week, but keep that dial. Um, but yeah, Kate. Thank you very much for joining me. Everybody that's watched, thank you very much. Do you have any final remarks before we jump off? I, uh, if, um, subscribe, yes. <laughs> subscribe yeah, sub- now. Subscribe. We have now post shows in Patreon. So if you want a little bit more action of understanding us behind the scenes and us sharing things we wouldn't share on here, then you can go subscribe to our Patreon and then we should probably put this at the beginning instead of the end but it's whatever um and then um another aspect is we're on spotify and if you enjoy our our show share it with someone please share it in your instagram stories or your facebook stories or your posts share it and we'll support you you support us it's like it's a win-win-win it is a win-win thank you thank you for listening Appreciate you all, people. Peace. Bye-bye. See you later. Ta-ta for now. PTFN. (laughs) Have a good day. Stay happy. Stay blessed. Yo, crazy.